Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. People often opine about the agenda of the present people running the Vatican. Some say it is to create a perpetual sense of revolution in the church, with a constant attack on the sacraments, sacred tradition, the liturgy, and those aspects of the faith, while others suggest that the agenda of the Vatican today is self-aggrandizement and the politics of a sort of false humility. I think both of those miss the mark, though they do contain aspects of the truth. The agenda of the present pontificate was laid out in Laudato Si, and frankly, people need to read that document so they can know it. Once you have read it, the entire operation makes sense. For example, people don't understand why figures like Paul Ehrlich, the author of the famous book The Population Bomb, which has been long been discredited, and Jeffrey Sachs, have been constant figures at the Vatican, attending climate change conferences, the Amazon Synod, and even in personal meetings with Francis. Why has the Vatican hosted UN events that weren't peace conferences, but were environmental conferences attended by figures who oppose the Church's role in maintaining traditional morality that stands in the way of the agenda of power-seeking of the United Nations? These are good questions, but they get answered once you understand that Laudato Si was the real roadmap for the pontificate. Today's story is an example of this. Jeffrey Sachs is one of those figures who should only be visiting the Vatican if he wants to repent and seek aid in converting from the Pope. Being a man of incredible public stature and international importance, I'd not be against him getting private audiences for his conversion. But that's clearly not why he's been a regular visitor to the Vatican. On Valentine's Day of all days, the story broke that Sachs is functionally trying to buy the allegiance of the Vatican, with the offer of making a gigantic source of funding available to push Francis's global education compact. The money is sourced from the Gates Foundation, Chinese investors, and other groups tied directly to the population control agenda that Sachs is widely known for. Today's story comes from LifeSite News. Headline. Vatican urged to partner with top population controllers on Pope's Global Education Pact. Will Pope Francis's Global Education Pact for a New Humanism mobilize funding for population control? Yeah, that's the world we live in now. Let's get into the story, and then I'll tell you a bit about Catholic history that this seems to be mirroring. From the article, quote, American economist and population control proponent Jeffrey Sachs has announced that potential funding partners for Pope Francis's May 2020 Global Education Pact to create a new humanism, including U.S. billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates, China's wealthiest business magnate, UNESCO, and other United Nations agencies, and the Islamic Development Bank. A key means of population control for Sachs and several potential funders is education. It is also the preferred method of population control for Bishop Marcello Sanchez Sarando, Chancellor of the Vatican Academy, where the announcement was made. Speaking at a Vatican workshop on the Global Education Pact hosted by the Pontifical Academy of Sciences, 
On February 6th to 7th, Sachs said he had spoken with some of the world's wealthiest people and is confident that an estimated $26 billion a year education fund can be secured. End quote. Yes, that amount of money will be every year. Remember that moving forward. And yes, their preferred method of population control is pushing the kind of education on your children that in a sane world would be left entirely to the parents. By giving them access to your children, they can push their weird sexual morality agenda on your children and on children in the poorest countries that fundamentally violates the faith. Especially in the poorest countries, as we'll see. This is insidious and, frankly, not terribly surprising. Sachs revealed his list of major donors. They include donor governments, most likely Canada, China, and the United States, as well as the European Union. Major philanthropists like Bill Gates, Jack Ma, Mukesh Ambani, the Islamic Development Bank, UN agencies like UNESCO, UNICEF, and others, the International Monetary Fund, or IMF, the UN Secretary General's Sustainable Development Goal Advocates, the Global Citizens NGO, and something ominously called Youth for the Future. $26 billion a year is no small chunk of change, even for the Vatican. There is a myth that the Vatican is sitting on a giant reserve of liquid assets, and that's simply not true. The Vatican has a budget similar to that of the Archdiocese of Chicago, which is one of the wealthiest dioceses in the world, if not the absolute wealthiest. In 2018, Chicago made public their total budget of about $3.7 billion. Again, that sounds enormous, but Chicago is an enormous diocese with enormous influence and a lot of responsibilities. Sachs is presenting the Vatican with about seven years' worth of funding in one chunk, at least with that was to be dedicated to the Vatican's actual operating budget. But this is all to be dedicated to Francis's Global Education Compact, and that's for every year. Each of these organizations offering the money are notorious for promoting the hot-button social issues that the church used to stand against vocally and publicly, but rarely if ever does anymore in any meaningful way. The money would be specifically targeted for use in Africa. Sachs is quoted by LifeSite when he spoke at the Vatican recently. Quote, Pope Francis is our greatest mobilizer for decency in the world, and when Pope Francis calls for a global compact for education, let us use the occasion to mobilize the basic financing so that this is real, not only a great idea, he exhorted attendees. Sachs, who has become a fixture at P Pontifical Academy for Science meetings, said, I believe that if we recommend to Pope Francis that with his leadership, which is unique in the world, we will go out to find these funds. Each of us will go knock on the door of our favorite billionaire, of our next-door neighbors, people who can make a difference. We will get this done, even by May. He said that some of the world's wealthiest want to be in Rome for the May 2020 Global Education Pact event. But I think we need clarity that part of the goal is not only the wonderful aim of the improved content, but actually making sure that children have a schoolroom and a seat so that they can benefit from that content. End quote. Does that money need to be spent exclusively on pushing this agenda on children? No, and it won't be either. What they're paying for is access to them, with a guarantee to push this message. All they need is the access, access that local governments have often denied them. Here's a fun fact. Local governments in Africa have often decried that they are being ideologically colonized by the UN and NGOs who want to push this message onto their populations. Why? Because these countries tend to be much more in favor of having children than the West is, and the leaders see this as just another form of colonization. 
Remember when Francis spent page after page in his latest controversial papal document talking about the colonialism of the Amazon and how wrong it was. Africa has been dealing with a sort of moral colonialism for years, as the UN keeps pushing an agenda the local people don't want. Now, these forces are turning to the Vatican for help. That's why they want access to Francis's leadership and the unparalleled prestige of the papal office. Often, these documents that the NGOs push come with family planning services attached to them. Education plus access, right? Again, this is the same ideological colonization that Francis called out in his latest document. But instead of natural resources and money being the target, and the perpetrators being big international business, the perpetrators are respectable activists, and their targets are poor people themselves. If you want to know what the enemy of the church looks like, look no further than these activists, who stand against everything Christ and his church stands for. The LifeSite article quotes the billionaires in question who all openly call for this kind of access to these services. And sadly, I'm betting that they take the money. Why? Because as LifeSite says, they spoke with the bishop in charge of overseeing the education compact, and they are looking for funders because, in his words, the Vatican has hardly any money available. That may sound ludicrous, but those billions the Vatican has as liquid and fixed assets are already accounted for in keeping existing budget programs going. The potential program is a giant expense, and they need the money to push it forward. Thus, Sachs's billionaire friends in the NGOs and UN are taking the perfect opportunity laid out before them to act. It's all very insidious. In closing, this is playing out like Francis's version of the account of the offer Paul VI received to have a famous figure ghostwrite what would become Humanae Vitae for him. If you haven't heard this story, rarely do popes write their landmark lengthy encyclicals themselves. If a document is a papal bull or a very short exhortation, they might write the document personally, but otherwise the practice since at least the time of Leo XIII has been to employ ghostwriters, typically people whom the Pope in question knows personally and has no question of having their total and unmitigated support. One of the rumors is that Sachs was one of the ghostwriters for Laudato Si. Anyway, Paul VI, as the story goes, received an offer from one of the Rockefellers to ghostwrite Humanae Vitae. Again, as the story goes, Rockefeller was one of the big proponents of spreading the use of contraception among Catholics around the world to promote population control because, as it turns out, many of the poor countries with rapidly growing populations are, or maybe were at the time, Catholic. Paul VI kindly rejected the offer and instead released Humanae Vitae, much to the chagrin of the Rockefellers and of the modernists in general. Sachs's offer is reminding me of that story, except I wouldn't be surprised if the offer was taken by Francis. After all, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars to fund his next major project, which may well be the last project of his reign. Don't lose sight of the Global Education Compact during the current controversies in the church. It's getting totally ignored right now in favor of other things. This proposed program is something that everyone should be praying about and be watchful for, because it has the ability to negatively impact the lives of the most vulnerable Catholics and other poor peoples in the poorest places, people who literally cannot defend themselves or their children against this push by figures like Sachs and others to undermine their morality in the most intimate way. What do you think about this? Moving forward, I'll cover this education compact as the stories break. It is the next big push in the church, and I've said for almost two years now that the sustainable development program of Francis is what you need to keep an eye on, and this global education compact is part of that. But let me know what you think in the comments, and please keep praying for the church now more than ever. Thank you for listening and for your support of this channel.
I'm Anthony Stein. Viva Cristo Rey.